What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Cool. Today's show, I got Dina Gazarian on the show. She is the founder and CEO at Austere. This is a cool conversation, mainly because she's creating a product, but it's in the attachment space. And attachment for your TV, your home theater, and it's making premium HDMI cables. And we talk about how her experience in the industry led her to this point where she knew, hey, there was some white space that she could fill with a premium product in austere. And we talk about her background, but really how she has created a brand that is just so consumer focused and really about educating the consumer. They want to be there to make sure that their consumers are empowered to make the best decisions when they're creating their home theater. So I enjoyed this. I enjoyed, you know, talking through how they are forming their brand, how they're continuing to evolve it, what the building blocks they've put down already, and how they're approaching growth. It's an interesting conversation. But before we get into it, as always, this show is brought to you by us over here at Cave Social. We're a marketing agency that helps companies grow online. So if you're feeling stuck... You know, you're like, dang, I need some help with social media. All these uh, other cool cats and kittens are uh, are killing it on social media. Well, hey, contact us. Head over to Cave Social. Hit the contact us. We'd love to help you out. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today, joining me is the founder and CEO of Austere, Dina Gazarian. Dina, how are you doing? I'm good, Jordan. How are you? Thanks so much for having me, too. I am doing well. I am pumped. We got Coming to America 2 coming out, which we talked about <laughs> offline. And the wait. Yeah, It's going to be amazing. I'm excited to have you on. We talked about a couple of things before we hit record. I do want to get in austere, but I really want to start with what brought you to this point where you said, okay, I'm going to start this company. Where'd the idea come from? Walk me through those steps in that story that really pushed you to, you know, become this entrepreneur and start this company. Absolutely. It's a different story too, because I know most entrepreneurs are passionate and have something that they, you know, have been thinking about for a long time to bring to the table. My journey actually starts in a much different place. I have been in this attachment selling home theater accessories space for the majority of my career. And I left about six years ago to start a consulting firm where we actually brought brands to market. I've learned so much and I've been so fortunate to work with so many different types of retailers and people throughout the world that I've literally made every mistake you could possibly make, or at least so I thought, every mistake you could possibly make in building a business. I just never had built my own, but I was happy to help others come to market. And about a couple, three years into that, I had a retailer at CES, so the Consumer Electronics Show um, that happens every January in Vegas. We had some meetings and I had a retailer pull me aside, one of our first ones, and he said, hey, the attachment selling space for home theater accessories specifically is hurting. And we need someone who knows how to execute at, you know, with the consumer, even though you leverage all channels to do it, but really understands the consumer and, and helps um, them understand why it's important. We need your help. Can you build a brand? I'm like, okay, that's awesome. You don't just 
build a brand overnight. I mean, there's like, there's data and you do research. And I mean, is there even a category anymore for high-end ex- high end accessories? And then, then you got to go find investors. I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight. Like who's done the homework? And he was like, no, we absolutely will give you data to make sure that you're making a good decision. But I, knowing my gut and watching the business, we really need someone to do this. And no joke, 10 other people, either retailers, international distributors, you name it, same topic at the show. So we came back and said, wow, maybe, maybe, I don't know how many times you hit your head against a wall. Maybe we should really look at it. So being that our consulting business does a very nice job of analyzing the true data, sitting down, doing focus groups with the customer, understanding what's important to them, taking the details that these retailers who wanted us to build the business and kind of putting together a P&L and said, you know, what would it take? And then once we had that, we sat down with a couple investors and one of them said, I'm in, I I know what you can do. Let's go. And so we're like, all right, well, it's not even a done deal yet. Let's like figure out if we can even find a brand and let's build a look and feel. And fortunately, I, I was in fashion before I ever tripped into tech, as I like to say. So I leveraged a lot of my experience of growing up in fashion. Um, as I was teasing earlier about coming to America, I'm a true Gen Xer, um, right smack dab in the middle. I um grew up in the minimalistic type phase of fashion. So I leveraged a lot of that just because it, it's so long-term and it lasts for such, it's very simple. So it lasts forever. And that was kind of my hope for the brand. And we said, all right, if we're going to do this, I want two things. I want the best of innovation that I can bring when it comes to tech. And I want to leverage design, which nobody in our space does. Um, usually it's plastic, you know, it's very kind of ubiquitous. It comes right off the shelf with somebody's silk screen and a logo, and there's no thought to design. So I said, all right, let me take some of that passive experience, bring it into what is, I think, the most innovation in regards to the different categories we were looking at for tech, collaborate and combine those two worlds and produce something that's pretty amazing. And so that's kind of how Austere was developed. We went down and to the next CES show a year later, sat down with the same people said, you need to make this, shared it. They said, what, what is taking you so long? Like we told you last time to go. I'm like, well, no, you had to see it. You know, we redid the box experience. We redid the display experience. It wasn't just product. I mean, we looked at everything and they said, go. So we said, all right. And so by June, we did our public announcement. By July, we received product and shipped to our retail partners. And by August, we were selling. So it was fast once we kind of got the go. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? It's definitely when you're having all of these dots connect, right? Okay, you're learning by being in the industry. You're seeing things. You're taking those lumps with helping other brands go. And you're like, oh, this is learning. I'm going to put this in my back pocket. Right. And you don't even maybe know that you're doing it at the time. And any listener right now, whatever experience you're having, you're learning, right? And you're taking those things, putting in your back pocket that become pretty useful when you go to launch your own brand. And then secondly, I think identifying a space in the market. There's so much white space there that Austere is able to grab because if someone just went out and they spent ten thousand dollars on a home theater system and they've got the best of the best, everything, best of the best, everything. And then they go to get an HDMI cable. And the only thing that they see in front of them is something that is the cheapest thing. Okay. There's space there of like, no, I just did this whole thing. Why do I want the $1 cable from China? That's like you said, just ugly. It doesn't have that same touch, that look and feel. It doesn't match my investment that I put in. Right. And it's like, I think that's so important. It is. And Jordan, I say it all the time. If 
you know, I know people spend a lot of money on their hardware, which is fantastic to do. But we often say, let's say you can't afford the most expensive television out there. It's okay to get what I would call more of a mid-range, but then spend the money on the cable that's at a little bit of a lesser cost. Because when you use the better product and cable and put that into that system, that mid-level TV performs better than a high-level TV with the cheap cable on it, right? So you do get a better experience. And, you know, think about it like a nervous system is some of the ways we try to explain it. Those cables are pretty critical in the way that it's delivering. Now one cable delivers video and audio. Oh, and by the way, the audio in a 4K, you know, premium product for HDMI is 5.1 surround. And then you step up to 7.1 and 9.1 when you go to 8K and eARC. And there's, it's just so fascinating that one little product can do so much good work to a system. But only if you spend on a little bit more of a quality product to do so kind of thing. And that's one of those things that comes down to education, right? And now, has that been something that you've prioritized is going into those, what I would say, the first mover, the hardware geeks, and really educating them on like, hey, look what happens when you have a mid-range TV and you use this table. Because those are the people that can really tell the difference, right? A hundred percent. And audiophiles are always, you know, not even audiophiles, videophiles, whatever that early adopter is always so much more embracing of what technology can do in the system and they understand. But more importantly, to circle back on this whole education piece, when we you know, sat down with those retailers that said, please build the brand. They didn't ask me to go build a product brand, though we did and had a lot of fun with it and leveraged design to do so. They asked me to build a brand that educated and trained the floor and educated and trained the consumer through content and video that could be used and leveraged online. That's what they were looking for. They wanted someone who understood how do you speak to a customer and how do you educate them on what it is they need so they can make good decisions? This is not about pushing hard sales. This is, here's the experience that you can get. Here's the different levels. So like we don't even make one level of HDMI. We make three. There's a reason why we make three. Depending on what you need from the system, here's how you choose what you need. And then you ultimately, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer who's ever purchasing the product, make the decision on what's best for you. And that can be price. That can be technology value. That can be look and feel and design. There's multiple factors to it. So I, a lot of what we focus on, and it's cute, we say, oh, we built the product and the product was the hard part. And it was like, well, no, then we built the packaging because the packaging helps you tell the story so the consumer can actually touch, feel and have better understanding. And then we built the displays to make it like pop. So you understand this is important. Type. Then after all of that, the hard work starts where we're like, all right, how do we train? A lot of stores don't allow people to come in and physically train anymore. So even thinking outside of the box there in regards to how do you educate, what that looks like, and then breaking it down. So we're right now going through an exercise where we make a, a power product and the power product has probably 12 to 13 features that differentiate it and make it so amazing. Most humans can't digest that much information at one shot. So we have literally broken down our education system for the associate into two features at a time that kind of relate and those chunks on why it's so critical and can make a difference. And so if they can remember that, that's awesome. And if they can't, and I don't know, I know we're on video, we actually do with our packaging because again, I came from the sales floor. I know what it is to try to memorize 3000 products and then not be able to educate the customer because there's just so much you have to remember. So we actually like have icons on our product that are right here on every sleeve that actually make it easy for someone, not only a consumer, but an associate to have a conversation with the consumer that says, here are the cool features that you're getting and the value that you're paying a little bit more money for, but this is what it will bring you. So um, there was a lot of thought to all of that. I 
I love that. And it's something that is maybe not a sexy marketing channel, but it's one of the most effective. And that is educating sales associates with data so that they can like at the end of the day, the more informed they are, they can make more sales on the floor of a Best Buy or wherever it may be. And they can leave their customer in a better place than when they first walked in with a great product. They can up their sales number. Like all of those things, they want to get the customer the best product, right? And a lot of times brands, we just miss the opportunity of educating. And I love what you did there with the packaging with the visual primers of the icon. So that person goes, oh, right, that icon means this. Oh, that icon means that. Those are those tools when you enable those people, they become really a driving force for the product to get it out of the door. Now, of course, the product being fantastic, those are those things that lead to the, you know, that those the things that we can't really track, but the in-home referrals, right? Hey, come check out my new, I just have a I have a party, you know, when parties were allowed. And <laughs> I have I have they a party. Again. They will yeah, be we, again. They I have will. my fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think about like my dad is a big audiophile, cinephile, videophile. He's got the full, you know, theater experience. And he's always like, check out my blah, blah, blah speaker. Check out my blah, blah, blah TV. Check out, now it can be check out my, you know, austere cable, this thing, you have to get one, check it out. Here's the website. And creating those moments, start with educating that sales associate because that person now who owns it is going to reiterate those points at that family movie night or when that cousin comes over. They're going to be like, oh yeah, the you know, the lady at Best Buy told me it's this, 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 or whatever. And I think those moments are so powerful as a brand. Very hard to track, but I think when you make a great product and you have something or you, you know, where you enable that customer to really become a brand evangelist for you, it's you've got something special. And I like that. I really also like the idea and what you said is coming back to leaning into those first movers. It makes me think of, and I'm gonna go on a little bit of a story here, so <laughs> stay with me, but it makes me think of yeah. Lego. Lego, you know, as a brand, they really tried to simplify down their product and their sales started to go down. And then they said, you know what? No, we're going to lean into really the people who are power users, these Lego champions. We're going to give them more intricacies, high quality pieces, and then see what they build. What ended up happening? These people became Lego champions and everybody else who was starting to get into the other kids were like, oh, I want that one. I want to be If it's them. good enough for yeah. the good, the guy who, or the lady who does it really well, it's good enough for me. And it's the same mindset, I think, with like hardware. It's like, oh, if the guy in my life, my dad, who knows the most about TVs and all these things, if he's got that one, I automatically go, oh, he did the research. He got the good one. He got an austere cable. That's the one I need, right? Well, and and Jordan, to add on to that, technology is like, it's sometimes difficult to grasp what it is you're really getting. You know, unfortunately, I think sometimes our industry does a very good job confusing the customer more so than even educating the customer. You know, they talk about, and, and don't get me wrong, I can talk features and speeds and feeds better than anybody. But what we try to do is like, what does that mean? Like, why should you care? So if you're stepping up from an 18 gig to a 48 gig, you know, cable, which takes you from 4K to 8K, you know, you can go through all the different technological reasons of, well, you you know, the pixel count goes up and the frames, you know, per second goes up and da, da, da. We were totally laughing the other day. Cardi B went on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. And she did 
she's like, I'm so embarrassed, but like, what does 4K mean? And, you know, and they mm-hmm. were on social, they were referring to it as the whole concept of being caught red-handed because the picture clarity is so good in 4K that you would be caught red-handed. And so we actually went back and kind of created a story for her to say, well, by the way, if you want to relate it so you even understand it better, let's use your tattoos. Your first level of tattoo when you did that huge, awesome peacock tattoo, the first round was kind of like standard or 1080p or that 2K level. When you just stepped up recently, that's like taking your experience from that standard level to 4K. God forbid you do more and build it out, then you're going to end up going to 8K. And so having that understanding for what I would say, yes, you are correct, that high early adopter is going to take it. They're going to be some of the best advocates, but then taking it to the next level, which is really where you have that mass adoption and making it simple and educating on that way where you just get it is where you're going to get that next big wave. And that to us, we're right in between those two. That is our job. Like in my opinion, of all the efforts and and focuses of the company, I can help educate that for the industry, not even just for Austere. Austere will always get its shot in the sale when it's placed. It's just the education piece that's so critical. And I I think we let our customer down. And education combined with relatability to that particular customer, right? To your point of like, what's 4K? It's like, look, there's more detail. And it's this... I always go back to like this, I forget who said the quote, but it's like, you don't buy a drill, you buy the hole it creates. Like, I really don't care the speeds of the drill and all these things. It's like, does it make the hole the best possible? And it's the kind of the same thing with like, okay, this gets you a better experience. It's a better watching and listening experience with this cable versus this one. There's more detail, all these things. And then it starts to go, ah, okay. Like I can put that in my pocket as a consumer and go, I understand why and where this product fits in the entire market. And you know, if it's a fit for me and what I'm trying to accomplish, right? Right. And that's like just cable. Then you like move to power and then you go up not only a performance issue as well, that there's an opportunity for better power to fix, but safety. So like if you truly understand what our power grid, when it was built and how it was built and how we are completely and totally overtaxing the system today. And I hate to say it, Texas was probably a great wake up call of that exact kind of like reality of our power grid. The fact that power can save from a safety perspective, your home, not only your components, which by the way, that's like the main reason for it's there. But I mean, we, we are educating on, you know, there are different fire departments and Like you could have a home go uh, a room from a bad surge protector could literally engulf in flames at room could happen in three minutes if you're not protecting correctly and understand that the surge protection and power eventually it goes away and you always have to replace it kind of like a mattress that is not widely educated. Yeah, those are real opportunities, right? For the brand. I think I think that's where it comes down to is like, and where we've circled that is like education, education, education. And what that leads to is empowerment, empowerment, empowerment for the consumer, right? Exactly. And to your point, if you're really truly customer obsessed as a brand, you educating to empower the decision, like you've checked the box of if I've done anything right, that's the one thing I've done right. 100%. Well, Dina, having you on today was awesome. I love this conversation. For anybody who wants to learn more about Austere and connect with you online, where should they go? Austere.com, A-U-S-T-E-R-E.com. And you can come check us out on our website. We have, again, all of that fun education we were talking about is all there on the website. So you can kind of dig into each of our categories and learn a little bit more. Amazing. And I will put links to Austere in the show notes page so you all can go grab yourself some beautiful, they actually truly are beautiful HDMI cables and other accessories. Dina, thanks again for coming on. Have a great rest of the day. You too, Jordan. Thanks so much. 
All right, everybody, that's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.